He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Howdy peeps, it's Laura Giles with Surviving to Thriving, a weekly podcast that helps earthlings move from struggling to get by to living a fulfilling life by cultivating connection. And in today's podcast, I'm talking about connecting to the season of summer. If you haven't yet adopted the habit of living seasonally, I encourage you to take a listen and see if there are some things here that you can support and change to make your life easier and more natural. If you enjoy the content, please subscribe, or if you're already a subscriber, leave me a review. It helps the podcast to grow so others can find us and enjoy us too. Thanks. In case you haven't heard the other podcast about living seasonally, let's talk about why you would even want to do that. I got really interested in it after starting doing moon circles. Moon circles are a time for women to gather with the new or full moon to slow down do an inner inventory of what's going on inside, tap into the moon, and share that with other women. It's a deeply bonding spiritual practice that helps me to really touch base with my emotions, myself, and the general energy of femininity. It also helped me to increase my awareness of my body rhythms. As a belly dancer, there was all this talk about this mysterious sisterhood thing, but I really didn't get it until I started doing moon circles. There's a lot of honesty and vulnerability. It's a sensual experience. It really helped me to sink deeply into the feminine energy. And because the moon changes so fast, the energy is more present than it is when marking time with the seasons in my experience. So what pausing to tap into the season and follow nature did for me was to make me more connected to the cosmos, myself, my emotions, other women, an experience of being alive, connecting seasonally feels different. It's solar energy. It's masculine, outward energy. It's bigger and slower, but it balances the moon in an amazing way. So the energy of summer is hot and masculine. It's about abundance, expansion, and peaking. Everything is in bloom. It's ripe, mature. Things are vibrant and alive. It's a time to be outside, be active and do things. And this is exactly what we should be doing to live seasonally. We need to be outside, soaking up the sunshine, being physically active and taking in the fresh air. This is the season of fire and fire is about power. This is the time to use your will, your power to manifest things into being. It's creative energy. But this energy has to be balanced by responsibility. 
This is the phase of life of adulthood. And when the season starts out, we don't know much about power and responsibility. Not fully. We've done the surviving thing and the coping thing. And we have some skills. We have fallen down a few times and gotten back up. But now the training wheels are off and it's time to fly. So this is a selfish time. It's a time to do you and figure out who you are, where you stand and what your gifts are and what you want your life to be about. There are going to be mistakes. Think about it. Fire burns. But by the time the season is over, if you have used your power, done some things, gotten burned and learned from it, you will bring that power into balance by tempering it with responsibility. Power corrupts, right? So we can get so invested in our own heads and having our own way that we forget that we're a part of something bigger. That's where responsibility and reciprocity come in. We have a responsibility to use our power for the good of all. We belong to a community and we have a responsibility to give back to that community that nurtures us, supports us, and gives us a place to be who we are. And if our community hasn't been that for us, we can use our power to create the type of community that we needed and didn't get. For example, I have a new office. It's supposed to include janitorial services. When I saw the place, it was pretty filthy. And because the owner said, you can have it in a few days when I get it cleaned up, I figured it just hadn't been occupied in a while and it would be presentable when I moved in. Nope. <laughs> they just vacuumed and moved some stuff out and that was it. I'm in a building that is occupied by about five other people. The common areas are never cleaned. And these people just walk by this every day and go about their business because apparently they don't think it's their responsibility. And it's not. We're paying for janitorial service, but it is our business because we work here. We spend eight hours a day here, and I don't want to be in a dirty place for eight hours a day. It's not comfortable, sanitary, or good feng shui. So I use my power to say something, but I also used it to clean it to my satisfaction. And I'm hoping to inspire a new sense of pride in where we work, a new sense of desire to keep that good energy for all of us, and some responsibility in my office mates. Some people are takers. They feel entitled and don't notice. I have no control over that, but I still want to use my power in an affirming, effective way. So that's what I'm doing. People who have no sense of reciprocity will simply take it. Those who feel a connection may be inspired to help sustain that connection by stepping up. Fingers crossed. I hope so. But you get the idea. Fire is about power and responsibility. If I only use my power for myself, the energy only uplifts me. If I use it for the betterment of all, it uplifts us, keeps me healthy, nurtures me, and sends that energy back around. And here's the other thing about doing the selfish self-exploration thing. Once you have done all that, you have more compassion for other people who aren't thinking about you and don't get it. You realize that they have to do that to find themselves. So... You don't take it personally if someone doesn't see you, doesn't appreciate you, or doesn't get it. You just do you and hope that you can be a role model for them to follow once it clicks in. It's like maybe one day they'll say, oh, being at work is nicer when it's pleasant. Maybe I should contribute to that too since I benefit from it. Or, 
Oh, life is so much more abundant and fulfilling when I share my gifts rather than hoarding them all for myself like Mother Nature does. So life's a process. Summer is only a season. And if it's flowing and you're engaging with it and growing, the beginning of the season will look differently than the end. Get it? Because we're in the season of fire. Your body wants cooling and watery foods to balance that heat and keep you hydrated. Things like watermelon, cucumbers, tomatoes, and leafy greens, cantaloupe, peaches, and berries are also seasonal and good for summer. As far as herbs, dill, chrysanthemum, cilantro, basil, and mint are cooling for summer. Mint grows like crazy and is super easy to add to drinks or just drink as a hot tea. Another tea for summer is green tea. You can drink it hot or cold, but generally speaking, Chinese medicine doesn't like cold drinks, so I would suggest that you drink it hot. Cold drinks can put out your stomach fire and inhibit digestion, but green tea is a great antioxidant and is low in caffeine, so don't skip it. A lot of meats are considered hot, so you don't want that in summer. No beef or lamb unless your Chinese medicine practitioner says that your constitution needs it. Instead, go with clams or crab. For grains, lighter ones like quinoa, millet, and barley are good for summer. Eating seasonally is about eating in a way that is in harmony with the outer environment. When we do this, we're more likely to stay in balance. This ease is a state of imbalance, and the inner environment is always cycling like the outer environment does seasonally. Changing our habits and lifestyle with the seasons keeps us in sync. One thing you want to avoid in summer is eating a lot of spicy or deep fried foods. I know there are all these outdoor festivals that offer icy drinks, french fries, and hot chili. Our culture is built around that stuff, but it's not natural, guys. Do you. Just make a conscious choice. The idea is that heat is strong right now and we want to harmonize it. Eating energetically hot foods makes the heat more intense. Eating cooling foods are good as long as we don't overdo it. So drinking icy liquids is one of the ways that Americans habitually overdo it. And we do this regardless of the season. If you want to see how living seasonally can make a huge difference in your life, make that switch. Cut out the ice. And I don't even want to mention that ice machines are never clean. So ice isn't all that sanitary. Alcohol is a no-no in summer. So is coffee and other stimulants. Raw foods are out too. You might think, hold up, raw foods are cool because they're not cooked. But raw foods take a lot of energy to digest and we need the stomach fire for digestion. Raw foods put out that stomach fire, so it's not good. Some other things to keep in mind during summer is that it's hot. <laughs> Dress for the weather. I believe that the chemicals in sunscreen are more dangerous than the sun, so I'm not going to tell you to wear sunscreen, but I would advise you to wear a hat and stay out of the sun during the hottest part of the day. Wear light-colored clothing that reflects the light and keeps your clothes loose so your body can cool itself. If you think about how people used to dress in the days before sunscreen, in air conditioning, you get the idea. The organ that rules the summer is the heart. The heart is the universal harmonizer. If the heart is good, everything else is probably good. So it's important to find your joy and nourish that. Hanging out with people you love, doing things that make you smile, 
Keeping your stress level low and meditating are good for the heart. Practicing gratitude and finding ways to stay positive authentically are good for the heart. I know a lot of people talk about being positive, but I think there is this fake positive thing that doesn't really help. If you are posting uplifting memes to look positive when you don't really feel that way, or posting pictures of kittens or puppies to create this illusion of yourself as a peaceful person, but it's not real, that won't cut it. It has to be something that genuinely moves your heart. And the more overstimulated we are, the harder it is to find that place of peace and calm. So maybe the thing to do is to go on a stimulation diet and be still. If you need help regulating emotions, maybe it's time to see a therapist. Summer is typically a slower time for me, and with therapists being overworked since COVID, it's probably a good time to get in. Now, even though I said it's time to be active and get out there, you probably want to keep the exercise moderate. Qigong and Tai Chi are always good forms of exercise. They're holistic. They balance your emotions and help to heal the body too. They can heal or prevent disease. So it gets more important to have a practice like this as we get older, but I wouldn't wait until you're old to start. Qigong is great for cultivating the foundation of a healthy spiritual practice. And I know a lot of my listeners are interested in that. The modern way of living is to go all out and party like it's 1999, then rein it in with a diet or a 30 day detox or a four step program of some sort. Nature changes slowly and invites you to make incremental changes so that your life flows effortlessly in a healthy way. It's really a mindset shift that focuses on making incremental changes. I know that a lot of people will embark on a program and then give up after a week or so because nothing is happening right away. Think about how long it takes cancer to show up. It doesn't pop up overnight. It can be detected by things like thermography years before it'll show up with symptoms. We all have a while before disease sets in in most cases. This is what living seasonally is best for, prevention and healing problems at the root cause. In my private sanctuary, we have been having conversations about the value of slow living, living intentionally, and what it means to be a flawed human who struggles and has feelings. These struggles and feelings actually help us to see where we are and how to move to a place of ease. It's feedback. And when we live slowly and intentionally, we have fewer of these hiccups. One way to wrap your head around seasonal living is to think of life as a mobile. Remember those baby toys that hang over the crib? These days they're static and never become unbalanced, but in the old days, each part of it moved independently. And if you move one part, the other shifted too. Had to get it perfectly balanced for it to work well. Well, life's like that. It's constantly moving. If you put too much water in your soup, it's watery and doesn't taste good. If you have too much heat, you'll burn it, and that's not good either. Too much stuff inside, and it may not cook evenly. If it's all air, there's no substance. So we have to balance the elements all the time to make whatever we're creating useful or healthy. In Chinese medicine, The organs work as a pair. There's a masculine organ and a feminine one. So the partner for the heart is the small intestine. A good way to guess whether your heart and small intestine are balanced is to look at your emotions. If you have issues with anxiety, poor memory, or panic, that's heart stuff. Poor sleep could be anything because it's just a generic symptom, but it could be a heart issue. 
Now, when I say heart, I don't mean the physical heart. I mean your heart energy. And if your small intestine is off balance, that can show up as abdominal pain, diarrhea, or constipation. So just something to be aware of. As we move into a world that is more influenced by artificial intelligence, I'm finding myself searching more for meaning in the natural world and leaning into my experience as an earthling. I feel that my humanity is a little bit under threat and that our already transactional world will become even more so. So for me, slowing down, embracing the seasons, taking the time to see the small shifts in nature and myself are a way of feeling alive. It's a way of avoiding being swept up in the AI movement or pushed off to the side and forgotten. I'm still here. I like my sensual experience and I don't want to trade it for comfort, convenience, cheap prices, or a final product that I didn't have to put any of myself into. When you see me on my podcast, you will see me, not some AI-driven clone who spits out AI-created content that is search engine optimized. That may mean I'm way down the bottom of the barrel, but I believe that if I resonate with you, you will find me and introduce me to others who believe as we believe. I don't want to be separate from the natural world. When I talk about the heat of summer, it will be because I walked off a plane and was blasted by the oven that is Phoenix. (laughs) When I talk about a bonfire, I can see the images of the dragons battling in the flames rather than talk about it as some flat red and orange images that rose in the air. A watermelon isn't just some red fruit that comes from a store. It's an experience of buying a heavy one from the back of a farmer's truck and then spitting out seeds as the juice runs down my face. Life's delicious, guys. Or at least it can be if we pay attention and meet life where it is. There are some things we control and some things that we don't. If you're at the wheel, be there with a smile on your face. If you're not, hand it over, trust, and smile. It's all you can do. But you won't know where you are if you aren't here. Living seasonally is one of the best ways that I know to be here. I know this is already passed, but for next year, make it a point to observe summer solstice. In the week before, notice the energy. The week before and after are liminal space. Liminal is a space of in-between, not this or that. So... It's a place of transitioning and see if you notice the chaos. When things aren't well defined, they can feel chaotic. It's opportunity. Then the sunset before the summer solstice, watch the sunset. Hold your breath as you stay up in the night and watch it rise again on the longest day of the year. As you sit, contemplate what it means to be on the roller coaster that's as high as it's going to get. And you're at the top. Getting ready for that long run down. How does that feel? How does it feel to be at the peak of that masculine energy? What are you going to do with all that momentum? This is the adulthood stage of life. You're ripe. You're at your peak. You can do anything. What do you want to do? That's summer. As glorious as it is, you know that at the end of it, is death. (laughs) This is what I mean about living seasonally. It's not just the peak, it's the whole cycle. And in our culture, we like peak experiences. We spend loads of time chasing peak experiences, whether that's drugs, food, sex, the next good movie, 
or the next thrilling spiritual experience. When we do this, we're actually making it harder for us to have the next peak experience because every time we hit a peak, we raise the bar. Think about it. Let's say that the Grizzly is one of your favorite rides at King's Dominion. You ride it the first time and you're insanely thrilled. It's so intense that you want to go and do it again. So you do. And this time, it's less thrilling. But you still enjoy it, so you do it again. The third time, it's okay. And each time you do it, it's less and less thrilling. So eventually, you go off looking for something that will make you feel like you did the first time. This is what happens when we chase peak experiences. Real life starts to feel small, confining, and not enough. And there's only one peak season, that's summer. We still have the whole rest of the year. So what do you think that rest of the year will be like? <laughs> and what do you think summer will be like when it comes around again, if you haven't figured out a way to make it surpass that first grizzly ride? Living seasonally helps with that. When you can be where you are, everything is normal, natural, and just okay, just as it is. When you're high, you're high. When you're climbing or declining, that's okay too. It's just part of the process. No, it's better than that. It's part of the wonder of a different stage of life. You don't have to be at the top of your game all the time. You can let things go, start over, let someone else lead, or enjoy the full range of life because you see the big picture. You're not trying to hold on to something that is over or be in a place that's not here. Anyway. If you want to live seasonally with people who embrace that idea too, join my private community. We're earthlings who just want to live a natural, seasonal, authentic life and are finding meaning and connecting with others like us. So check it out. Let me know in the comments what summer means to you. How do you live seasonally in the summer? What changes? Let me know. Ciao, guys. See you next week. And thank you so much for being here. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.